I've been told that this is not for children. So if you are a child, stop listening. Come on, Joe. Come on. Welcome to Verbal Distillery. I'm Joe. I have Celeste and Ryan with me, but before we get started, we wanted to kind of touch on one thing real quick. I know. You, you can introduce yourself in a second. I just do it right uh, now. We're kind of changing up the format a little bit. Um, if, you've probably, if you're listening to this episode, then you've probably seen the graphic on our thing. We've kind of took away our tagline, Whiskey in the Weird. We just kind of felt that it was like, as much as we like weird stuff, the whiskey thing is a bit more what this is about. I mean, hence the verbal distillery. But we still like telling each other stories and cracking jokes. So I, what we're going to be doing these days now is we're still going to keep the whiskey review. And we're going to our stories are going to be related to whiskey slash alcohol. We're going to be talking about history of whiskey, certain events, things like that. I mean, nobody else is doing it. So, I mean, why shouldn't we? I fear change. Yeah. Ryan does fear change. You do fear change. I mean, you're shivering right now and it bothers me. Yeah, just relax. Yeah, dude. No, don't touch me. I we have to, to get back to our roots when you guys used to touch each other. No! I miss no. those episodes. Mm. His head is just too weird these days. I like your hair. Oh, you, thank you. You're doing something a little I'm different. trying to do something a little different. Yeah. I mean, like, I got tired with the spiked up messy thing. Thank you, though. But, I mean, like, I'm trying to go with, I mean, a little bit of a more of a messed up part. Yeah. He's got hair. I'm like some He's people. He's hipster on us. No, 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 no. I'm not <laughs> shaving my sides off like some idiot. I'm, no, no, no offense to any of that. Not saying that. But I'm not shaving my sides like off. It's just these days. Yeah, I just I just want to do something different. I like to change it up. I'm not one of those guys who's like, I have one haircut and that's all I'm going to have until I eventually get dementia and die. But uh, Well, I'm pretty much screwed where I'm at. <laughs> that's you right. can't help it. Well, you can adjust. Like You can do kind of like pirate looks. What, I mean, put an eye patch on. <laughs> put an eye patch on one day and be like, "Ah, I mean, chair be too high." I, he says, I, I feel here. like in ten to twenty years, I could probably. I mean, nobody's gonna know what it is anymore. All right, you know what? But you I know, pull off the Heisenberg look probably pretty well. You could, but you know why that? You know what bothers me the most when you complain about you not having. I don't top really hair. care. I don't have you have facial hair and very good thick facial well, hair. Thanks. My Irish blood. It will not allow me to grow facial hair. Like right now, I look like I I look like Doc Holiday <laughs> because like I've let it grow out just a little bit, just for a couple of days, and it's like it's like well, I'm I'm your Daisy, I'm your now Huckleberry, a, I'm your Huckleberry. That's like a day's growth for Ryan. What you yeah, got. I know, right? This is like this is three or four days, and this is like Ryan if he sneezes too hard yeah. if he's shaved. You know, he's like oh god, it's like a chia pet on steroids, like a porcupine. Yeah. So, but that's all right. I do. I do prefer. I. I I'm kind of with you. It's like I. I'd much rather have my top hair than my bottom hair. I actually don't mind it because it's so much easier this way. Yeah. I don't have to worry you about have a it. nice well, shaped head. You do. You. That's what I would always worry. That's what I always worried about my head because I have a very long face. I'm always always worried that if I shaved top of my head, it's just going to look like a jelly bean with like random hair, facial hair sticking out. <laughs> <laughs> that's a weird concern but okay yeah. <laughs> i'm just saying what so, flavor would you be <laughs> if i was a jelly bean um i'd be black licorice <laughs> that makes sense though <laughs> it's like some people like me other people just hate hey. me <laughs> yeah. yep yep Ryan would be popcorn. He's like, why the hell is this in my bag? Yeah. Nobody eats Nobody this. Nobody likes it. But yet you can't stop eating it yeah. at the same time. Yeah. I'm like a car crash. <laughs> Everybody eventually has one and they hate it. <laughs> or they always just have to look, look and stare. At it. They don't like it to, that they're doing it, but they have to. Oh my God. I like it. Okay, so... The whiskey reviewing, we're going to be, re again, new format. We're going to review the whiskey. And then Never done that before. It, then we're going to get into a little history of oh, whiskey here. And I've got a good one. Oh, history I'm, of We're whiskey. going to kick this new format off right. I hope we didn't pick the same thing. I picked. We probably did. Oh, I hope to God we didn't. So, yeah. So, I'm really excited about the story I'm going to tell. Ryan, I kind of, like, arranged the way I'm going to tell this. And I haven't told the story in a while. No. So, he's, but. He's. Green now. Yeah, I'm something. green now. But I've arranged this story where it's like, I think it's going to take a little bit before you realize and you just go, oh, you're telling that. <sighs> and We'll see how good I am. Well, I mean, you won't have that much emotion into it. No, I won't. <laughs> but uh, so, all right. So what whiskey are we reviewing? John J. Bauman, Pioneer Spirit. I think it's Bowman. 
B-O-W is bow. I hear music in my head, so Nobody I says bow. On. John J. Bowman. Bowman. There you go. Yeah. Sound it out. Or Bowman. I mean, whatever. Single barrel. Virginia. Virginia. Straight bourbon whiskey. It is a single barrel. It's 100 proof, but it's not bottled in bond. But it resembles a bottled in bond. Yeah, they do put the, uh, like a fake fake tax strip, because we don't have tax strips anymore. But they put a fake one over the top. So this is actually a a Sazerac company brand. So Sazerac is the parent company of Buffalo Trace, and we've seen plenty of Buffalo Trace products, including their namesake Buffalo Trace, as well as Mm -hmm. Eagle Rare... Uh, Blanton. Blanton's is technically owned by Weller. Age International, but they make it. Weller is a Blanton's brand, or a, sorry, a Buffalo Trace brand. E. H. Taylor. We didn't have yet to review any H. Taylor. No, we haven't done any Yeah, Taylor. we should grab one. But that's where the now Pappy line and, and yep. the tea collection line comes from. So this is uh, distilled, as far as I know, it's distilled at Buffalo Trace, but then basically, bar- I think it might be even be barreled there and then shipped mm. up. I don't know if it's... It, it might be- says it's it's bottled in Virginia. Yeah, bottled in Virginia, but it could be barreled in at, at yeah. Buffalo Trace and then shipped up. Yeah, I mean, like, I looked up on the their States. site and everything, and they say it's a... Uh, I believe they do say that it is... Yeah, no, it doesn't say. But... but I think, I'm pretty sure it's a Buffalo Trace product that, that's then basically aged up in Virginia. They do put out a lot of good of their, uh, what is their one they're most known for? Is it coffee? Is it? They do like finishes, yeah. They do there's a lot of coffee, finishes. Coffee, there's like a vanilla bean. They just there's... came up with a port finish. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just don't like, I had an opportunity to buy this or the port finish. Yeah. And I thought that this one would be better because this is a bit more common. Retail on this runs about 50 bucks. Uh-huh. Uh, there is no age statement on this. No. I mean, we have no idea how old I mean, this it's is. straight, so it's going to be at least two. It's probably in right. the four to six, I would guess. Right. That's my guess, too. I could have gotten the port, but I'm sorry. I am not a big fan of port finished whiskeys. I just don't like finished whiskeys in general. See, I, I kind of disagree with you on that. I don't mind a finished whiskey if it's done right. I just didn't get the port because, like, the port finished whiskeys I've tasted, I have not been that impressed no. with. I, I've just been kind of like... Oh. I would really... Maybe I have. I don't think I have. I'd like to try the coffee one. I, mean, I, I hear the coffee one's good. I Like, that, that one's, like, supposed to be really good. Like, the it coffee finished one. Me. Yeah. But... I mean, I'm the one that likes mocha staves, but, you know, uh, nobody else does. Before we get into the heart of the whiskey, bottle design-wise, it's very teardrop-shaped. It's kind of like if you've seen yeah. the new Elijah, I would say take the new Elijah Craig bottles that have come out where it's like a coffin shaped kind of bottle and squish it, squish it, squish it a little bit and give it a little longer neck. And that's what the John Bowman bottle looks like. I like it. I like the fact that the sticker is double sided. It gives like it's not only on the back, it gives yeah, information, but there's a graphic a that guy you can the see inside. through the bottle. Oh, it's yeah. weird. I was, this is the noise that I'm making. Is It's kind of like it's got a texture. Yeah, like. it's got a texture to it for sure. Yeah, but... It's like uh, a fine grain, though. I like it a lot. The I mean, I like the design. It's very simple. It's very to the truth. Uh, there is no sticker on the front. It's uh, This would be considered called uh, pad printing on the front of the barrel here. Thanks, nerd. Barrel or bottle? A bottle on front of the bottle. It's pad printed. It's nerd. very basic. It, I think the presentation is really good, really strong. So, 50 bucks, presentation strong. What How about, about the, the actual distillate aged? I don't get much off the nose. I get very basic. Yeah, I mean, it's, I get a little bit of the oak, a little bit of the caramel. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of it's kind of sweet, but it doesn't for 100 proof it doesn't kick you in the face. Like no, it does not. Expect. The nose is not I mean, it's it's a sweet nose. Yeah, there's a lot of sweetness on that. I Color? I like the color. The color is very rich golden. and co- golden. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's like a golden lager. No, no, no. It'd be darker. There's a little more amber to it. Yeah. It's a very. It, I like the color. Honestly, for a hundred proof, this is awfully smooth. This is really good. It's really smooth. It's very like I get some apple. Mm-hmm. I get some apple on That's there. Fruity. Yeah. I even get more fruit on the after uh, 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 on the uh, mm. back end. You it's know. Sweet. Yeah. Not super sweet. It's gentle, and you know me. I don't like. I don't like sweet. I'm not big on sweet, and I get. Yeah, I mean, it's a very gentle. That's like an apple. It's like an apple. It's like an apple's not going to hit you like an orange does, <laughs> or a cherry, well, or your something. Depends on like who's that. throwing it. Well, I mean, yeah. it also depends on what kind of an apple. I mean, honey crisps are freaking bullshit, <laughs> and like need to be taken off this planet. And I, I think we should like unite as a people and 
eliminate the Honeycrisp apple. Excuse me? That's the best apple. You know where that was developed, right? We should wipe that off the map, too. (laughs) (laughs) Damn genetic engineering. There's a new one this year that we were going to try at the fair, but they they were sold out by the time we went there. What is it, Honeycrisper? No, it was like first, I think it's called First Kiss. First Kiss? So what are they, naming them like rock albums? Yes. (laughs) Like freaking paint colors? (laughs) Honeycrisp! First kiss! Well, yeah. yep. Okay. First kiss. I'm My sure. first kiss was awful, so. Oh, did you touch teeth? It was. That's just, always bad when your teeth hit. It's like that's like. Uh, I, don't, I don't remember that, but it was like you didn't. I didn't know it was coming. I mean, not when it was just like, not when you don't want to touch aggressive. teeth. My first, my first was like, I was like a fish. I was just like, <laughs> I mean, it was like, it was like, that fish mouth you make? Uh, oh, this is not how you're supposed to kiss? Oh, yeah, it was awkward. I'm pretty sure that, from what I rem- can remember, mine was underwater. What? Yeah, it was in a pool. Your mom does not count. Yeah, I was <laughs> no. going to say, six-year-old like, kiss. Like, like Ryan's like underwater for yeah, five but... minutes and his mom thinks he's dead and she like is no. too anxious and gives him CPR no. underwater. And I like, think... That's not how this works. That's not how any <laughs> of this works. <laughs> I think I was about six, but I think she was... She was the older girl that the other guys were... Okay, well, wait, wait. Time wait, out, so time she out. was a pedophile? She was no. like eight or nine. Oh, I was about to say, hold on, time out. Okay, now it's like, okay, there's a difference. Okay, you're, there's a difference between like your first kiss and your first kiss. I don't care. Like, I remember in second grade. <laughs> just, I'm just going to brag the fact that I'm the I one that she chose. I remember in second grade, my like first like kiss. kiss kiss where it was just like, you know, like a little That was like I mean, we were grade. hardcore making out underwater. I don't know how we survived. Ryan was a cute six-year-old. I was freaking cute. I had blonde hair and I had hair. And a beard. And I have a beard. I have blue eyes, blonde hair, you know. Foot long in his pants. God, what happened to the eyes and the hair? A lot. I mean, the eyes are still blue, but the hair is gone, so. Are they really? Yeah, they're blue. They look more a little gray to me. Look yeah, deeply into his eyes, Joe. They're, no, they're grayish, right. bluish. Stop whatever. making us touch. Like I like it. <laughs> wow, that's disturbing. So, so back to the point. I enjoy this Bowman. I think this, this is, is like really uh, the only problem I have with it is it, it is very, it's basic, but it's a strong basic. It's like this is a very good lead-in to other more complex whiskeys, but the price point again kind of comes back to bite you. I yeah. think I think fifty the bucks is a lot to ask for this. I, just don't, I, I mean, mean, when Jack Daniel's single barrel is what is that thirty? No, Jack Daniel's single barrel is forty to fifty. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was cheaper than that. My bad, then. I, it's that's that's one discussion we can have. We don't have, to have it today, but you know the fact that whiskey and, and bourbon, especially, are still just going through the roof right now. Yeah. Um, you you're lo- like, if I a couple of years ago I would say that eh, it's okay, but for fifty bucks I'll go buy a. Even just a regular smooth ambler old Scott single barrel barrel proofer that's a ten to twelve year old for fifty right. bucks, or or even you know six months ago you could find, dang what's the one that you like, the horses uh, on, uh, oh Yippee Kaye no Bell Mead Mead yeah which is from Bell-Mead. MGP again yeah again around fifty to fifty five bucks for a barrel proof ten year right but now you can't you might find Elijah Craig barrel proof which is twelve years, and that varies in price from. A low of forty up to sixty five, seventy bucks. Right. But other than that, you're not gonna find I mean, what other single barrels are you gonna find other than like McKenna maybe? So I mean, but for me, like I said, this is this is definitely above average though. Yeah, I hmm. I mean, I'm at a hard six point five on this one. Are you? We need to check it on the table. Ooh. Uh yep, there it is. Stallion. Yeah, it knocks twice. Uh <laughs> Well, it's polite. <laughs> Hello. I, I'm here. You don't have to see me, but... Yes, it does have, like, a weird... Interesting. German accent. <laughs> I... Get, come back to me. All right. Well, I'm at a... At least a six, if not a seven with this. Really? All right. It could be because... It's just an easy drinker. I mean, you yeah. can drink this neat. I mean, like... Honestly, this would be a good mixer... But, uh, I there's mean... There's, like, almost no burn. No, there's no burn. It's very smooth. It's got that nice apple... There's a... I, I do seven. get a little bit of cinnamon on this yeah. as yeah, well. It's, it's fruity. I'm gonna go seven. I like this. I could drink this. Though. Yeah, this is an easy drinker. 
That's a very easy. I'm going to give you a five and a half, and I'll explain why. I'm sure you will. And I don't really, I you know, I don't care what our rules supposed to. Hello, be. <laughs> hello, I like to hear. Okay, well, <laughs> can I come in and see? The issue for me is around this price point or less. You can still find at a lot of stores. You can find like an Elijah Craig, just a regular Elijah Craig single barrel pick. It's a pick now. That's going to be around thirty bucks. It's not going to be okay. Explain. The, we'll stop there, right there. You said pick. You mean a store pick? A store pick. So a, a store. Those are not easy to come by. Uh, but Elijah Craig's you can find quite a bit. They're not. They're. In a, in especially a, if you find okay, like a big major like a liquor barn or in a like major that. city yeah. in a major city they're gonna have it yeah I'll let okay. you finish your thought and so and then the other one is Russell's like we've done Russell's and Russell's yeah. at Wild Russell's Turkey are is great. very common they, yeah, they, they will are. let you they do, do quite a, a bit job. and those are around 50 to 60 I still wish they'd let open up the wild turkey pick I mean I get the Russell Reserve pick but I want to pick a wild turkey which we found some in Minnesota but they, I don't know why we have them around here Actual wild turkey picks. Well, it's, not Kentucky Spirit, but that's that. That's what it would be because it's a single uh, barrel. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Maybe we just haven't decided to do one because yeah. it's different than Russell's. But anyway, I mean, that's why I'm thinking those are still common, and I'm not saying they're going to be forever. But when he says we, he means Kansas City whiskey stuff. Yeah, and you can find them. So like, that's why I'm a little lower. It's not bad. I just. I think yeah, but this is something people can pick up. I mean, I True. like it when we review picks, and next episode we are going to review a Kansas City Whiskey Society pick. But I like to review something that people can pick up on a regular basis. This is something that that if you're in a major city, you've got a decent liquor store. This is something you can pick up. That's true. That's a good point. Yeah, we always recommend to everybody out there that if you do find store picks, those are the things you should try. If you've got an extra extra money to spend try them especially it if it's it. if it's a label that you know you like yeah if it's not a label you're necessarily into i wouldn't just buy a store pick to buy a store pick agreed i agree like we're not huge i mean we'll tell you we've done um knob creek picks as a society and i think they're they're decent but i'm not neither of us are huge right knob creek fans so if we mm. don't end up getting one we're not gonna be disappointed and they're right. everywhere though like we just Knob Creek does a lot, trip, which is tough because I then found it's Knob like Creek picks everywhere. Okay, but Knob Creeks are of the Beam family, which True. is a giant distillery, one yeah. of the biggest ones. I mean, quite frankly, out of all like the bourbon distilleries, I would say Jim Beam is right up there. That size wise is as big as like Jack Daniels. Oh yeah, yeah, if not bigger. So mm -hmm. I mean, it is definitely that's why they have so much access. But yeah, yeah. So Ryan, you got points on this or what? Argue. <laughs> oh, you did. Was that five, five, and half. five and a half? Five and a half. All right. So above average. Yeah. Above average. I mean, five. I mean, we pretty know, much this did. This is really good. I enjoy it too. I, I don't like know it. if it's just what I had for dinner or in fact, I, I had the same my thing teeth before I came over here or what. You know, what did you have for dinner? Huh? You did or didn't? I didn't. I did. Oh, I didn't. Uh, we had steak vaginas. <sighs> I'm not even touching that with a five foot pole. That's what she said. Uh, we're we're yeah. moving on. <laughs> All right. Steak fajitas. Like, oh, he said steak vaginas. <laughs> I said steak oh. fajitas. Oh, fajitas. That's a very old Family Guy reference. Yeah, family is. Guy used to be good. Sorry. <laughs> One time. I was never good. Yeah. It's nothing but fart joke. No. I actually started watching some of this newest season that's on Hulu, and there's one episode about... Wait, Family Guy was kicked off of Fox? No, I, it's on Hulu after the fact. Oh, okay, yeah. And they had an episode on Millennials, and like the first 15 <laughs> minutes is actually freaking hilarious like it's so spot on it's really good. they have the occasional fun oh yeah joke. they do i mean they're yeah. literally like they they are literally like but they have no point to their joke That's here's the thing i'm finding is i'm actually appreciating uh, we can stop after this we can talk after this. i'm appreciating the season probably because i have i haven't literally watched a family guy in like two years so i think uh, you need to give it like a good 12 to 24 well, months it is between. the same slapstick stuff no it's over. like hey you remember the time when sammy davis jr came in and yeah. sat on your head while you were feeding a donkey a carrot what and then pan to picture of sammy davis jr sitting on his head while he's feeding a donkey a it's like it's not funny it's not it's like it's That's kind of funny no it's not <laughs> classic joe <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> I will not I mean, be. Remember that time my that, comedy will not be cornered that way. Remember that time that Joe was trying not to be funny, but then well, Sammy Davis Jr. Funny. saw it in his head and he fell fed a camel a camel a carrot. No, it was a donkey. Was a donkey. I don't care. <laughs> I just don't funny. like the humor. I mean, like Do camels like carrots. I don't know. Do they have carrots in the desert? No, probably not, because it's a ground plant. Well, do your research before you make jokes about. No, that. why? Family Guy doesn't. <laughs> 
Because we're going to offend the millennials. Yeah, Family Guy doesn't? Come on. So, let's get into history. All right. So, you guys don't know what I'm talking about. This is a major event in whiskey history, and it's not too far off. I mean, we were all alive when this happened. But I kind of want to make sure that people understand why this happened. So, I kind of want to get in some descriptions and things. I feel like I might know already, but I'm not going to give it away. Yeah. First things first. What is a Rick House? A place where they store and age bourbon. Right. Or whiskey. Or whiskey. Or whiskey. Yeah, they store. Yeah, they they barrel whiskey. Primarily, like the inside of most of them, and actually, I think even the newest ones at Buffalo Trace, their new ones are building is wood. Yeah. Well, I mean, the most common ones are wood, but I mean, there are brick and concrete. No, I'm saying like the actual. But the scaffolds are always the ricks. Yeah, the ricks themselves are are always wood. Yeah. Uh, so just for like people out there, I uh, this is from the Whiskey Advocate. In the U.S., a warehouse used for storing barrels of aging whiskey. Barrels are stored on ricks, stacked several high. The materials that the building is constructed from, as well as location of the barrel in the building, can affect the maturation maturation process. Maturation. Maturation. The mastication process. Yeah, the chewing. The chewing. The of the whiskey. This is from the Whiskey Prof. Not gone, whiskey professor. Right, is that you? A, no. No. A traditional <laughs> nine story No. A traditional nine story rickhouse, which holds twenty thousand twenty thousand barrels, roughly one million gallons of bourbon. Most all barrels are stored in an entry level of 125 proof. Mm-hmm. A water molecule is very small, an alcohol molecule is much larger. Since a water molecule is very small, it is easier for it to escape through the barrel than the much larger alcohol molecule. Because the atmosphere at the top of a rickhouse is very hot and dry, the water molecules escape much faster than the alcohol molecules, thus driving the proof up in those barrels and concentrating the flavors. Barrels at the top of rickhouse age in an accelerated pace. But they still lose alcohol. Yes. It's, it's the angel share, yeah. as they call it. But water Conversely, the atmosphere at the bottom of the rickhouse is moist and cool. Since <laughs> the water molecule is very small, yeah, at the bottom it's moist and cool. It's moist. 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 So many people hate that word. Moist. Moist. I don't like it. I, I mean, like I don't. I'm not adverse to it, but I just I don't want you to describe my dinner as moist because I'm not going to eat it. Be like, oh, the spaghetti is very moist. What? Why? Why is spaghetti moist? It should not be moist. I mean, I think the why only. Why wouldn't it be? You want it dry? No, I'm sorry. The only food you can say is moist is angel food cake. Angel food cake, be like, ooh, and it like kind of has that bounce and stuff to it. You can be like, it's very moist. <laughs> That's access- acceptable. Anything else, it's like you can't cut into lasagna and go, ooh, mamma mia, that's a very moist lasagna. It's, like, it's very moist. Why, uh, Whatever. I mean, pie should be moist, right? Uh, no. No. Especially your pie. I don't I don't make pie. My pie's moist. Oh, God. <laughs> Uh, Somebody went there. I did. Uh, I'm just remembering the stupid meme I saw. Can you guys saw. touch each other again? No. no. I'm just waiting for somebody to just go, I'd kiss you in the rain be twice as wet. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Well, I, That's a good one. That's not my joke. I saw that on the internet somewhere, I mean, but it's too good not to mention. I did kiss somebody on the right. water. So. Oh, Lord. Oh, God. You win, Ryan. You win. <laughs> now you're talking about children. No, no, no. Anyway, back to rickhouses. Conversely, the atmosphere at the bottom of a rickhouse is moist and cool. Since the water molecule is very small, water can penetrate the barrel. Penetrate. Oh, my God. And and it's made of wood, and there's a (laughs) bunghole in it. You're a bunch of perverts. That's a bunghole. I feel like I was like, this is is like whiskey boogie nights. Totally drunk when they made up all of these words. From the surrounding moisture that drives the proof down in those barrels. Oh my god. Okay, drilling, that was a bit excessive. Drilling. I, I mean, drilling. Okay. I wish at this point bunghole was put in here somewhere, but it's not. Well, what do you say? Barrels at the bottom of the rickhouse age at a slower pace. So, rickhouses, rick houses, again, we've talked about rickhouses can be made from a bunch of different types of material, from brick to concrete, all that kind of stuff. Metal. Metal. Blend yeah. Those Asian yeah, metal, warehouse. yeah, metal warehouses. They all affect the whiskey differently. Yeah. But... The most common rickhouse, from my understanding, this is not an exact quote or scientific quote, but the most common rickhouse, from my understanding and what I can find, is a wooden rickhouse. Like, they might have sheet metal on the outside or something like that, but the main structure, Hmm. even the frame... I thought it'd be brick. 
No, like I mean, like even like at Heaven Hill and Buffalo Trace. Buffalo Trace does have brick brick houses. Most of theirs but, are brick. Yeah, most of theirs are brick, but but the heart of every brick house is wood. Well, internal. I'm just, I thought we were talking yeah. about external. It can vary, but internally is the main concern. It does vary. It is there's a, well, lot, a lot of wood. Lot of wood. Yeah, it's a lot of wood, there. and then then you have like high proof whiskey sitting yep. inside of a wooden yep. barrel. I know where he's going with this. <laughs> yeah. So you don't. I, well, I guess you don't. Doesn't. All right. Now we're going to talk about weather. So Kentucky, Kentucky's That's climate. Nice. There's a reason they don't distill whiskey in like California. I mean, they do in Texas. But that's why Texas. I mean, okay, where the good stuff comes from is from Kentucky. I was going to say, there's micro well, and Tennessee it. too. But it's well, like, but you get, okay. But let's talk about that for a second here. Yeah. All right, the reason you get such good whiskey there is because you have such a fluctuation in climate. You don't. It's it's like us in in Missouri here. I mean, they, we have the same almost the exact same kind of climate. Yeah. We can have temperature fluctuations drastically in one day you i mean we have winters we have summers we have fall we have spring we have it all so that affects the whiskey differently that's why whiskey is so good from the central part of the country it's great you put whiskey out in the desert yeah you might get a distinct flavor but i think canada (laughs) well no that's a thing too a lot of canadian whiskey i know and i don't know how they age it they got a they don't. That's the thing. It's the same climate consistently. Yeah. I mean, now, the other factor to play in here is as well is like, okay, so what happens a lot in California and out in the West Coast a lot? Fires? Yup. So, if you're in an area of town where fires can happen a lot, I mean, do you really want to set up this big wooden structure that's Full that's contained alcohol. of, like, high proof alcohol i mean could you imagine that if one of these california wildfires got out of control and they're like oh no we're putting down the 409 and oh god okay we just lost los angeles los angeles is gone why some idiot built a whiskey distillery and put all his rip houses right up it literally blew up and then los angeles is gone yep i mean that's what would happen the the it would blow up and then like it do would ever, just be. Do you ever worry about a house fire? Because I worry about that in our house. No. Like right. if this thing ever catches on fire, she's burning. I mean, you're pretty much screwed anyway. So what's the point? Yeah, I mean, it's all gonna burn to the ground anyways. I mean, it's gonna burn to the ground. <laughs> if you're whiskey, burn it down to no, the ground. with all the whiskey we have, and you must have. Well, here we'll come over and we'll drink it. We'll solve your problem right now tonight. <laughs> tonight. <laughs> wow. Stay All tuned right. for more whiskey stories. Yeah. <laughs> if we can remember. I mean, and we can record the chaos and be like, <laughs> no! Ryan, save the whiskey! I was kidding! <laughs> Kentucky has tornadoes, though. They do. They do. And <laughs> that's the only way they can specially label bottles. Thank you. <laughs> Somebody got that one. We're not talking about that specific instance. No. That That's a whole other story in yeah. and of itself. Yeah. We could. Talk. That's a whole other. All right, so. Now we know what a rickhouse consists of. So yes. let's get back to the weather. Again, Kentucky's weather, it shifts very dramatically and quickly. Thunderstorms can start off just like tiny little rain, just tiny little rains. And in a matter of moments, it can become a giant thundering thunderstorm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've experienced that living in the Midwest ourselves. I mean, like literally, like, oh, the rain cloud's coming in and all of a sudden. We <sighs> experienced that while yeah. we were driving to Kentucky. Yeah. Remember that? The highway was stopped because the rain was coming down so hard. Yep. You yeah. couldn't see where you were going. I had that happen when I was flew out to Kentucky for a work thing like many, many years ago. Like we landed. I mean, it's the same kind of weather out here. It's like it can yeah. build up and come yeah. up. So in 1996, oh, November no way. 7th, no way. Storm, storms built, blew up and rocked the Bardstown area. Mm-hmm. They it rocked it so hard. It was as if Rolling Stones came in and Mick Jagger's hips were not creaking. They were just all like smooth and like, yeah, yeah. You know, it rocked it hard. I mean, you had gusts up to 75 miles per hour, rain, lightning, everything you need. Everything you need. A late season storm in November. Yup. Heaven Hill Distillery, yeah. Heaven Hill. which, uh, as we've known, we reviewed a few of Heaven Hill's whiskeys. Uh, Elijah, Elijah Craig, Craig. Heaven Williams. Heaven Williams. Larceny. Yes. Um, they do Rit- Rittenhouse. Uh, Rittenhouse Rye. Rittenhouse Rye. They have some other sub-brands, but they actually don't have a ton of... No, they don't have a brands. ton. Uh, Heaven Hill has a long traditional history in, yeah. in the distilling community. and I mean, they were even started by the Beans. 
Heaven Hill was started by the Beams. The Beams were the master distillers yeah, for Heaven Hill before they left. Yeah. So Actually, Craig isn't one of Beam, one of the Beam like grand great grandkids he still is. We'll Craig get into that. I think those are stories we're going to yeah. come down the road. That's why we're changing this yeah. format. It's like we're going to talk about the Beams. We're going to talk about the Craigs. We're going to talk about the Overholts. We're going to talk about all of them. the Willets. Oh, oh wait. Oh yeah. Well, we might not get all. into the Willets. Oh. Well, the Willets do come into this story. That's true. They will. I do mention the Willets in this story. So this huge thunderstorm is coming through and just like, just lightning. Everything is happening, mm-hmm. winds and everything. So in warehouse number one at the Heaven Hill Distillery, a fire was sparked, Ooh. and holy shit, was it on! Yeah. There is no record to say that a lightning is what lightning strike or something sparked this. There is no, I could not find anything that was definitive saying mm-hmm. this is what sparked that fire. Couldn't find a thing. But it was at Warehouse 1 where the fire started. So, again, Rick House, wood, high-proof alcohol, fire igniting, windstorms. Not good. Nope. It was a damn powder keg. (laughs) (laughs) Wood and alcohol is one hell of a fucking combination. (laughs) We lost a lot of your barrels You're telling me. Actually, it's called whiskey dick for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is. It just. It is. We're not going to go there. Yup. <laughs> so, so obviously, when you catch something like that on fire, the fire is going to move quick. It moved super quick. Yep. It just flew through the rick house. the The winds whipped flames all over the place. Some people reported they had even saw flames reach as high as three hundred feet in the air because Jeez. of the winds. Yeah, like I mean, just like. There's video of it online if you search it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, you can go to YouTube, look up Heaven Hill Fire. Uh, and you can find videos of it, but like, I mean, picture like a, a Michael Bay movie where it's like, well, cars don't explode like that, and you know where the whole thing just goes. Mark Wahlberg has to do is look at a vehicle and it explodes. It's like, oh my god, he has superpowers. But uh, Marky Mark, <laughs> he does have superpowers. Like what? Being from Philadelphia, yet he has like, a Boston accent. Those eyes. Like. Selling way too overpriced burgers at Hy-Vee. I was wondering if you're going to talk, bring up like the Marky Mark Wahlberg stand. Wahlburgers. Wahlburgers. They, they have a restaurant Hy-Vee. now. They sell yeah. They sell. Oh, beef. oh they've always had a restaurant. Yeah, but now yeah, they sell like his older Hy-Vee, brother, and it's like, like twelve bucks a pound. Like, Ay-y-y-y. what do you wipe the cow's butt with money or like what the freak? Yeah. What the freak, Marky yeah. Mark? Can we get back to hell yeah, on Earth here? You know, I was a fan of his and New Kids. I'm just saying. That's worldly. Okay, that was Donnie. Oh. Um, Marky was in that one, too. Yeah, Mark, no. He Mark? was not. Mark Wahlberg was part of... Uh, it was Mark Wahlberg and the Funky Bunch. Are you sure? Look it up. I got it. Are you sure? Up. I thought yeah. Marky Mark was in... Wasn't there It was brothers? Donnie Wahlberg. That was a new kid, and he still is. They just toured recently. Megan even went to their concert. Oh, yeah. Well, hey, that remix song is good. I'm sorry. That's awesome. All I know is the right stuff. It's pretty much all I know. Oh, you're right. Yep. Mark Wahlberg had nothing to do with the new kids. All right, fine. Well, he, I mean, he probably had a little bit. I just know this. Mark Wahlberg is a big, bright star. You're a big, bright star. Seriously, neither one of you has seen Boogie Nights. No. No. Burt Reynolds just died. Out of respect, you need to go watch that movie. Burt Reynolds, I salute you. With a to drink. Burt Reynolds. To Burt oh, Reynolds. hold on. Wait, I got to get a little bit more pork. To Burt Reynolds. To Burt. He still did his last interview, and he was drinking hard during that interview and everything. And that was just mere, like, a month ago. He was the only man who could really pull off a stash. Yes. He was the only man. All of the he, rest of you are creepy as... He was confidence wrapped in old yeah. skin bags. I don't know. What about, uh, what's his face? Uh, Megan P.I. Tom, Tom Selleck. Yeah, Tom Selleck. Okay, Tom Selleck. There you go. Tom Selleck. <laughs> Tom Selleck comes off too much Burt more Reynolds. like a dad. Burt Reynolds just seems like it was like he, he was, was so a, cool. Exactly. Like Burt Reynolds was like he was like, I'm a party guy. I'm a cool guy. And he rode that coaster to the grave. I mean, he did not like Tom Selleck. You kind of see Tom Selleck and now these days and you're kind of like, yeah, yeah, you might have been that guy for a little while. But then you like got married and had I'm kids just, and you know, mellowed out. I'm just talking about the stash. Own. I'm not talking about the whole life. No, yeah, ta- no we're talking about the life. The li- yeah, the stash is included. There's the Burt Reynolds stash and the Tom Selleck stash. The Burt Reynolds stash is like 
when he was 22, he decided, this is who I'm going to be for life. <laughs> and he committed to the grave. That's true. Tom Selleck's stash is like, this is a cool stash. Now it's a dad's dad. <laughs> okay, fine. Moving on. Big fires. Winds whipped flames all over the place. And, and again, it said some flames were as high as 350 feet in the air. The winds spread the fire, too. Yeah. They spread the fire. Not just one rick house. Total of seven rick houses oh. caught fire. How many were there to begin with? Uh, at that location, there's not a ton, actually. At that time period, there wasn't a ton. I mean, this is 1996. Yeah, but even nowadays, if you count this them at part that of part of Well, the fire also did do damage to the distilling building as yeah. well. Yeah. It was claimed you could see barrels of whiskey exploding and shooting <laughs> across the air in the chaos. I mean... <laughs> it kind of feels like a Mario Brothers game. It's like... Pew! Dodge it, Mario! Just keep running! Go to the bottle house! It's up on the top of the hill! You know? So literally, hell on earth is unleashed on Heaven Hill. Yeah. Such a <laughs> And the day. shitty part about this is you couldn't fight it. Nope. Firefighters, of course, showed up with so much alcohol being burned they couldn't put out the water. Wow. Put it out with water. You couldn't do it. You couldn't do it. You were just like, they were like, oh shit, this is like... There's so much it's exploding. Like a chemical fire. Yes, it's almost like a chemical fire. Right. They had to let the whiskey and wood burn itself out. <laughs> so all they could do was play defense. Mm -hmm. All they did was they they just sprayed other rick houses that weren't affected yet, and other areas wow. and other buildings with water to keep them moist and everything. So then any anything like. And they're dodging. I'm like literally picturing like, again, like I'm picturing Michael Bay making this movie. There's a firefighter like running down this like road, this dirt road. Because we've been to these distilleries. Mm -hmm. We've been to Heaven Hill. We had a, we had, we, we had a great personal oh, like gracious. tour of Heaven Hill. It was amazing. They rolled out barrels for us and everything. It was fantastic. But I'm picturing like I was them, drunk at 10 a.m. Oh my God. I, mean, I don't care. Like, I didn't even amazing. regret it. Nope. I didn't regret it at all. I was just like, I just had that little grin on my face like a... <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty. I can take more? Okay, yeah. let's do more. Here's the whiskey thief, sir. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, I'm just picturing these firefighters just, like, running down these dirt roads. And, like, barrels are just going, boom! <laughs> boom! That would be a great scene. It would be an awesome scene, right? Like, this, these, like, Not whiskey barrels just him. shooting arc-wise. And he takes over. one to the face. And he's just, and he, like, no, no, no. One barrel comes in, and he does that flip where he jumps yes. up, rolls his back. Mm -hmm. yeah. over the top of the barrel and then lands on his feet and then he pulls his helmet up and it's Jackie Chan <laughs> and you're like Jackie Chan's a Kentucky firefighter just chugs the entire barrel yeah. oh no as he's rolling over the barrel he unplugs the bung pulls out a straw and goes <laughs> and then lands on his feet and keeps running yep. there you go oh, see now I just Michael Bayed that shit that would, <laughs> that would be a Michael Bay move yep it would be uh, so, you know, they're just trying, they're just playing defense. They're like, we got to let this crap burn itself out. We just need to salvage whatever we can salvage. It is said up to 90,000 barrels of whiskey were lost. Jeez. That's like Not 90,000 90, so gallons. 90,000 barrels. That is millions of gallons of whiskey, high proof alcohol that caught on fire, exploded, were distributed, whatever. It's not millions. It's only hundreds of thousands. Yeah. Whatever. I'm no. going for dramatic effect. You're right. It is millions, actually. Yeah. Oh. I thought it was, too. I'm doing the math now. I know. But, I mean, when, when a, a PhD scientist guy says, like, no, you're wrong. You're Me like, as I am, like, I'm like, maybe I am. I just don't want to think of it. Maybe I am. Maybe I need to drink a little more whiskey and make me a little smarter. <laughs> and then I can tell you, no. It's a million. It's it a whole lot. It's a lot. That's so sad. Oh. All right. Some of the best whiskey in the world. Well, we're getting to the best part. Pre-fire. Come on. We're getting to the best part here. So that is a shit ton of whiskey. When the whiskey caught on fire, it doesn't just immediately evaporate. It's like when alcohol catches on fire. It's like how you have, like, I mean, we've all seen in the movies where oil falls into a lake. Mm -hmm. And then it catches on fire, but it just keeps burning. It burns until the alcohol itself is evaporated. It's not the water that puts it out. It's lack of alcohol. So... That much whiskey just pouring all over the place. And then remember, this is Kentucky. Mm -hmm. The difference, the weather might be similar to here, but the landscape is not. 
Kentucky is a very hilly country. It's not mountainous. It's not like Colorado or anything like where you're dealing with huge, but it's very hilly. Very pretty. I mean, if you have a chance to go there, you should drive through there. It is gorgeous. So there were literally rivers of flaming whiskey <laughs> draining down the hillsides. Oh, my God. Yes. Like literally rivers of flaming whiskey were coming down. I mean. It's incredible. You can see the videos on YouTube, as Celeste mentioned. Oh, Check out the YouTube videos. Just yeah. look up Heaven Hill Fires. It's incredible. Like, the the rivers of flaming whiskey, it's incredible it to see. It is rivers of flaming whiskey. It is literally rivers of whiskey, yes. Drew Colesveen yeah. from Will it. Master Distiller at Willow Distillery watched the fire from about one-third of a mile away. He recalls watching the flaming whiskey river flow toward a road and creek that divides his family's property in Heaven Hills. Between them, their thickets and trees, he feared might feed the fire and send flames climbing the slope to his family to his family's distillery. So in mass instinct, he decided to, he decided to sell off his whiskey at five years old for $200 a bottle. <laughs> Smart guy. Oh, oh wait. That was wait, a joke. no. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not. Right. <laughs> fire sale, literally. Yeah, it's a fire sale. <laughs> this is five year old Willet. It's $300. Yeah. Yeah. Sir, it's nineteen ninety six. That took me one week to. Uh, is this your own distillate? Nope. These are barrels I bought. Aren't I amazing? <laughs> Yep, now we just screwed the Kansas City Whiskey Society from ever getting a Willet Barrel pick. <laughs> no, you just, you won't be able to. I won't be allowed to go. Now that I am going to, like, the, the, the barrel picks, they're like, it's going to be like, that Joe guy, he can't come. He no. can't come. Well, okay, well, how about you price your whiskey at a reasonable rate, then? <laughs> Drew's quote, it was awful watching that. Just something you keep asking yourself. Am I really seeing this? We were seriously scared and thinking the fire had come this far, but it turned out not to be a threat. That's such a weird quote. We were seriously scared and thinking the fire could come this far, but it turned out not to be a threat. That's fine. They are pretty Whatever. close. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. Here's another quote. Melissa Swan was then an anchor for Louisville, uh, Louisville TV station. Miss Swan. Miss Swan. Miss Swan. <laughs> Swan. Uh, he looked like a man. Uh, he looked like a fire. <laughs> Uh, okay, I have no idea what you two are Man TV. Man TV! Uh, says her helicopter crew first saw the configuration... Conflagration. <laughs> that was a configuration. It's like it was, a... it was a carefully constructed burn. <laughs> it's like, no, no, no! We need the flaming whiskey river on the left side. Yes. It'll look more better. More better. More better. More smartest? More smartest. Yeah, more smartest. Yeah, more smartest. <laughs> Talking up your kid here. <laughs> Gorgeous. Yeah. Stop referencing that movie. Watch another movie. Oh, Just watch movie. any movie. We watched Clue glow. last night. Yeah. Oh, that's a great, movie. Is a great movie. On the side of my face. That's Sorry. a good movie. So, oh shit. <laughs> How, much, how many notes do you have here? Jeez, we're I've got a lot of notes. Use real paper. I'm almost done. Well. Almost done. No, no. I like it my iPad. I like it my iPad. I like it. I like it my iPad. Conflagration from 23 miles away. Handling the voiceover for the live coverage, Swan could hardly believe what she was seeing as the helicopter circled the site. Quote: Maybe that's It was almost like lava flowing down a hillside. Says Swan. Her challenge was to keep talking about the blaze while getting information about what she and viewers were seeing live. I was thinking about the next thing we could report that might be something of some substance, but we really didn't quite know what we were looking at. <laughs> Thankfully, oh, fire. people who fire. knew Heaven Hills Distillery called in to describe what we saw. She's like, I'm seeing flames in a field. Okay. How do you live in Kentucky and not know what to Right? Are? Yeah. Idiot. So weird. Uh, okay. So now we come to the happy ending. Well, it's not that happy. Depends on who's. Yeah, I'm not even referencing that. I'm just referencing oh. the fact that all this. No, actually, joke- there is a, there is a, okay. That's sad, but there is a happy ending, and I want to I'm going to get to that because I really wanted to close this on a happy ending. So the bottling plant and the headquarters were located uphill, so they were not touched by the flames, and production even continued the next day. Huh. The greatest thing about this story, and just shows how the distillers are out there, continued a rich history of helping each other when the chips are down. I mean, Kentucky mm-hmm. has a very 
long history of like, I mean, through prohibition, through all this stuff where like if distilleries were in need, they helped each other out. They didn't just be like, oh, fuck my competition, you know, screw them, whatever. Yep. They, they would help each other out. In 1990, I mean, this was 1996. The mm-hmm. landscape of whiskey was very different from today. I mean, there was it was not that hot. It was after the glute era, which stemmed from the late 70s. They say late 70s, early 80s. Personally, in my opinion, I feel it extended through the entire 80s. It probably did. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the glute era was through the entire 80s. And the glute era is basically like they had so much whiskey, they were giving it away. Mm-hmm. Every time you see Jim Beam decanters, whether it's a Picar, of this or that, or Ezra Brooks, and it's a weird decanter, or McCormick, or who was Wild Turkey. Uh, who was the other one? Wild Turkey. Mictors did them. Mictors did them. Um, oh my god! I'm I mean, even like Canadian ones. brands. Are yeah, they all were making. They were just trying to give it away to get people to drink whiskey. Yeah, that was a selling. Yeah, it was. They were just. They were just trying to get people to come to whiskey. So items. Yep. So they did the happy meal thing. They could. It's yeah. like, hey, buy our whiskey, get a cool commemorative thing. Yeah. So back then, when this happened, Heaven Hill took about a thirty million dollar hit. $30 million, and that's both in whiskey loss and property damage. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For, this is from the Whiskey Wash, and this is uh, from Max Shapiro, president of Heaven Hill. The industry came to our rescue, says Max Shapiro, president of Heaven Hill. His face softened his memory, blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to describe how he's looking. I mean, that's, this is from the article on the Whiskey Wash. You look like a man. But the time, the times were different. Shapiro resumes, adding that distilleries were able to help out because their plants weren't were underutilized. If something like that happened today, anybody in the industry, there wouldn't be enough production capacity to be of any help, mm. or enough excess inventory to be of any assistance. Basically, they were able to get other distilleries to distill for them while they got their new distillery up and running, and this mm. and that. They even got lucky at one point. As the company considered plans for rebuilding its distillery, representatives of United Distillers, now Diageo, mm-hmm. approached it about a sale of its Bernheim distillery in Louisville, just 30 miles away, 30 minutes away. Shapira could hardly believe his luck. The site was one of the newest distilleries in the bourbon industry, and it had the capacity to replace all of the Heaven Hills lost production. Wow. Yeah, they got lucky because now that's where they distill all their stuff in yep. Bernheim. Yep. It was a horrific... I mean, quite honestly, like, we've all... Let's reference even the most recent tragedy that's happened in Kentucky, which was the 1792 uh, Buffalo Trace What's collapse. collapse. Yeah. It's a Sazerac property, huh. Sazerac, which, quite frankly, I'm just waiting. I, I've said this a hundred times, and I'm going to stand by this. I guarantee you every barrel in that Rick House they are going to put like some spin on it and be like the fall barrel or something like that. They they're have gonna put, to. Why wouldn't they? They're going to put would. some sort of, oh crap, the E.H. Taylor tornado was literally, it just tore off a piece of the roof and then just the barrels around like, hey, E.H. Taylor. Uh, tornado survivor. Tornado survivor. I never heard about that one. Yeah. When was that? Well, it, they didn't sell a ton of it. It was kind of right around the time when whiskey was getting popular again. Yeah, it was right before. Right before. And now they yeah. go for like two or three thousand dollars, which is so stupid. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's ridiculous. There's no way that this bourbon tastes two, two to three thousand dollars worth anything. So speaking of secondary, just to give a little other side knowledge, have you ever heard somebody say, oh, is that Heaven Hill pre-fire? This is what they're talking about. I did mention that earlier. Oh, you did? I said pre-fire. I know, but I'm describing what pre-fire means. Okay, thank you. Yes. It's before this fire. I mean, right. It's yeah. like 80s. All right. Maybe. So my question stuff, is. Because it was different distillate. You say it's good stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, is this just opinions of people who have tasted the stuff before? Oh, I mean, well, isn't that what all it? it is? Is Yes, I have. Have I, mean, I tasted it? Yeah. You've had Elijah Craig 21, 23. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty fire. Okay. My opinion on this is the fact is that, like, does it taste better? Does it not taste better? That's like asking, like. Does Weller 12 taste better this in 2018 versus 2006? It just has an incident in this distiller's history that designates when certain whiskeys were made in barrel versus others. But it also is 
technically a different distillate because it was distilled. They did move. Different they distillery. did move. They did move. But don't you yeah. think it's just part of the lore? Just like Buffalo Trace is doing now with their pappy and all that. I mean, I it's mean, part of the lore, but at the same time, what you also but that's had, what you enjoy about whiskey, though, is the lore. What you also had was pre-fire was... I don't enjoy the prices of the lore. Yeah. <laughs> is you still had... You had all this distillate that you had from the 80s, which is still the the era where you couldn't give it give it away. So there was still sitting on a lot of product. Yep. And so even if something said it was 10 years, for example, they very well could have mixed in 14 or 15 year stuff. So you had older stuff to begin with. It's technically, it's, yeah, it's from true. a different distillation and distiller versus the newer stuff. And so all of this combined, I mean, look at any distiller. They're basically doing the same thing. Yeah, granted, they might have different slight recipes and stuff like that, but even taste different Buffalo Trace products. Mm. And they're, you know, they have different recipes, but they're not that different. And they're, I mean, even look at single barrels. But then you could also, you could even argue that just the bourbon boom made it different. Because then they weren't mixing the old stuff. That's true. It, yeah. It became No, it, it's very all of this point. adds up matter, to the difference. Pre-fire, old, whatever, after fire, just... But the pre-fire was older, wasn't necessarily it, yeah, as... Yeah, it would have been mixed in. Or, yeah, and so you just have different flavors. I and still think that the fact that people pay so much for Oh, I'm not saying just, I would pay for it. I just think it's it definitely has a different flavor to it. It's just like old beam decanters. They taste different than new beam. They're not good. I don't know why you like I don't care what you think about that. <laughs> but they're different. They, they are. are different. Wild old wild turkey decanters that we got. Those are, are. taste different than new wild. Yeah, wild turkey. That was the other people who decanted a whole bunch of. Yeah, stuff. there's that just no like way it. that you can't. It can't. I mean, it has to be different because technically it literally is different. But bottom either. line is this: is like with the whiskey industry didn't even know they were marketing until now. <laughs> I mean, like these guys. I mean, let's be honest. As much as we love whiskey, and that's the beauty of like looking into the history of whiskey, is that. There's so much bullshit to shift through. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's funny. It's just funny. Well, there is, but at the same time, they really are a big family. Yeah, and that's the beauty, too. Yeah. It's like they would help each other out. Mm-hmm. That was the thing in this, too. It's like nowadays, like they willingly admit, like if this happened nowadays because the whiskey demand is so high, they won't be able. other distillers would want to help, but they couldn't help like they could back in the mm-hmm. 90s. I mean... Yeah. yeah, they're not sitting on stuff. Right. Like back in the 90s, they're like, no, 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 we'll help you out. We'll keep you running. You know, they weren't, they don't look at each other as competition. They look but at each other, yeah. At the same time, if this happened, like we were just talking about with 1792, like if this happened today, whatever they had left, well, they now they look at it for market marketing easily yes, and exactly. be like, oh, it survived that's, the fire and you could. That's the difference. Like okay. right now, because whiskey is so par- popular, you have a tragedy happen, not like to the level of the Heaven Hill fire, rivers of fire, or anything. But you have the 1792 thing, which happened like a month or so ago. And it's like, I literally look at that and I'm like, I see so many barrels that are survived. I'm like, holy crap, they are going to make their money back and more. Mm-hmm. I mean, you tell anybody who is into whiskey, whether young or old, and that it's like, this is one of the barrels from the Rick House that collapsed. You've got a $200 bottle on your damn hands. It's ridiculous. I mean, I kind of want one right now. I don't want to pay for it, but I kind of want one. I know. Right, exactly. It's kind of <laughs> like when the Berlin Wall fall. Everybody yeah. wanted a piece of that <laughs> asbestos of rock. I remember my grandma went to Germany and she brought back a piece of it and gave it to me. It was in a plastic bag. My dad's like, he panicked and was like, put it on the garage. There's asbestos in there. And I'm like, whatever. I want to lick it. We just went out west <laughs> and there was a... There was a piece of the Berlin Wall somewhere in one of those western towns out in middle of South Dakota somewhere. And I, I was like, wait, wait, wait. I wanted wait. to go. I was like, I kind of want to go see a piece of the Berlin Wall. But oh, was it like a big hunk of the Berlin Wall? I don't know. Wall? We didn't go. Haven't you been in the Main Street Station bathroom in Vegas? Yeah. Maybe it's only the men's restroom that has the Berlin Wall. Dude, way to promote uh, horrible bathrooms. <laughs> Well, maybe they're just trying to kill off the men with all the asbestos. Maybe. It's behind, like, not glass. Really? But, no, yeah, that's it's behind, not in... Yeah. Oh, it's only in the men's restroom. Well, it must be. It sucks to be Should not have a penis. Dead. Sucks, yeah. I still sit when I pee. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I'm not ashamed. You should have your prostate checked. <laughs> I just like to tuck it and then dance around. Oh, Lord. <laughs> yep. Well, I think that was a good kickoff story. 
The Heaven Hill Fire. Come on. The Heaven Hill Fire. That's good. I never knew the story. I mean, I always hear about pre-fire, but I never knew. Yeah, that's how it happened. I just figured a a couple of them. I wouldn't be surprised if one day we hear stories like, oh, yeah, the storms came in and we were like, we need to get rid of all this product. Have Steve light a fire on your warehouse one. It just kind of got out of control. Like, I thought I had to put it. I don't know what to do. Insurance covered it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and that's the other thing, too. Is like they talk about how they lost $30 million worth of stuff. And part of me is like, okay, how much did insurance cover? Yeah. I mean, seriously. It's the same thing with the 1792. Oh, yeah. Rickhouse fall. It's like insurance is going to cover a lot of that. And then you're going to make the money off those barrels being like, this is a whiskey that fell on the. I'm like, it's like the honestly, I don't want one of those bottles. I mean, like if I can get it at retail, then I'll buy it. But I would never even consider trading for it. And here is why: but if retail's too just because it, I'm gonna put. Let me just let me just put it in this okay. context okay. for people. Okay, put, put in the context. We are gonna go back to the E.H. Taylor reference, the tornado yeah. survivor. Yeah. Okay. There are tons of people who live in trailer parks that survive tornadoes. It doesn't make them better people. Why does a whiskey that survived a tornado make it better whiskey? Makes no fucking sense to me. I don't care. Wow. I don't know I don't know why you'd res- reference the trailer park. I'm just saying God just bless be- you people who survive tornadoes. Just because a whiskey fell twenty Karen. feet doesn't mean it's like oh, it automatically turned into amazing it's like this is like oh my gosh. This should be in the whiskey Bible. It's the greatest whiskey of the year. Why? Yeah. It fell 20 feet and survived. People believe the hype. Yep. There are people that survived tons of inter- injuries and stuff. That like, And they're piece of shit people after that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, like Joe fell off a ladder one time. And I survived. Yeah. You make me a better person. I'm still an asshole. Yep, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm like, saying, people. Joe, you picked up a new skill. You could wipe your ass with two arms and a cat. No, no, my arms can be an L shaped and I can wipe my ass. That's that's what I like. But that's the bottom line, people. Just, don't just because it survived doesn't make it a better person. Mm-hmm. Doesn't make it a better whiskey. It did not affect the whiskey, I guarantee you. I mean like and I, I recommend to all of you who have heard of E.H. Taylor, Tornado Survival, Survivor? Survivor. Tornado, Survivor. Tornado Survivor. Look up pictures of it. It is not like this Rick House got the roof torn off of it. And like barrels were flung 200 miles to the east and to the west. It's literally like, it had to have been like 20 feet by 20 yeah. feet portion of the roof. It may have just on. more been like. Straight line wind survivor. <laughs> it's literally like, and probably the the effect to those barrels was like somebody just walked up and shook it for like five seconds. It was just like, I'm a tornado. <laughs> I mean, that's it. It does not affect the way it's ridiculous. Okay, I'm sorry. It. I am going on a rant right now, and I'm not stopping like, because it's, I'm bringing this, this back to something else that drives me crazy. One eternity later. And rant done. Anyway, uh, you can find us, I think, God, in a trailer park. <laughs> Facebook, Verbal Distillery, at Verbal Distiller on Twitter, even though we never use it. Uh, Verbal Distillery on Instagram. Instagram, which is our most active when we're active. Tell your drinking buddies about us. Yeah. Tell us what you think of our new format. Format, please. Yep. We're going to keep talking whiskey and alcohol. We're going to keep doing it. Yup. Till we die. Man, I can't wait till we get into some ghost stuff. Yeah, right. Haunted distillery. Right up those bum holes. Yep. I've been drinking. All right. You heard it. You can't unhear it.